to Life in the Land of the Ice and Snow. My name is Heather, and I'm here today with Monica, and we are also here with Francesca and Andrea from Italy. Hello, Hello. ciao. Hello, ciao. Hello, ciao. <laughs> Isn't ciao goodbye? Ciao, it's both hi and goodbye. It is? Oh, I didn't know it's that. It's really practical. Oh, it's very practical. Can you guys tell me, I know part of your story because I've known y'all a while, but let me know how you came to Sweden and why. Andrea, you came first. I right? came first, September 2010, to study at Kerenska Institute to do a um, PhD at Kerenska. So I moved here, mm. and almost a year later, Francesca moved to Sweden too. So I basically, so I moved for education. Okay, <laughs> but you guys knew each other before you moved here. Yes. yes. Okay. And I mean, the funny story is that we both come from the same city in Italy. And what <laughs> city is that? Uh, Bergamo is called. It's Bergamo. in the north of Italy. It's like 50 kilometers from Milan. Okay. It's really nice. Perfect mm-hmm. for like the weekend trip. Yeah. Actually, not that I ever take it, but Ryanair flies there directly, I think, from Stockholm. Exactly. It's like Bergamo is the Milan airport for Ryanair. We love to travel in Italy, but we generally decide where we're going based on the flight prices. (laughs) (laughs) So we're there a lot in the Milan area. (laughs) Have you been to their hometown? I have been once, but only for a few hours, not when they were there. there? No, No. that's never, no, no. Do you know more or less where Milan is? Yes. It's a little bit north, norther and eastern. Okay. Okay. So Bergamo is interesting because it's got, I don't know, I can't think of the words in Italian, but it's, um, it's got the high city and the low city. And like the high city is Bergamo Alta and then Bergamo Bergamo Bassa. So the, the upper city is like the old medieval part, That's which right. would be where most of the tourists go. And then the lower is the more modern. Cool. Uh, yeah. And yeah. do they speak, is it Italian and German there as well? Or it's just no, Italian? It's just Italian. So it's not part of that, the German no, part. Okay. it's just Italian and just Italian, meaning like it's going to be really difficult to speak English there. Yeah, but I think it's not all <laughs> Italy. Well, the small of towns in Italy, because I've always gone to north of Rome to uh, La Valle di Vico. Yeah. In that area, and it's only Italian. Yeah, that's lots a, of hand gestures. That's actually when the hand gestures comes in handy. It does. <laughs> Is it difficult talking to Swedish people when they do not use hand gestures so often? I don't think it's a big problem. At least when it comes to when you switch language, you probably also something switches in your in your brain too. Maybe so you don't expect the. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> what I'm no, saying. I, I what I notice so. is just speaking and like shaking his hands. <laughs> yeah. What you're saying is invalid. (laughs) Exactly. But there there must be a little bit of something lost in translation when you, from what I understand, part of the hands is part of emphasizing a certain part of the conversation, right? Like, isn't isn't that the way of communicating in some ways? We didn't really even think about it. Right. That's why he just did it while he was talking. I mean, it's just like, I think it's like mimicking. Okay. Like you're just so used that everyone does it around you and then you Got do it at the same time. So I do it all the time. Yeah. And sometimes the funny thing is that for me, some gesture are like everyone knows, you know? Yeah, like I guess like some of it's universal. Universal, <laughs> I think, but it's not. So, I mean, I do some gesture like meaning, oh, shall we go or like eating or whatever. And people look at me like... What is she doing? <laughs> is she trying to communicate? Yeah. So definitely there's a difference. 
we go to Italy, we're totally offline. And so we don't check any email. We don't check any news. I can get things from the news and the newspaper and Italian TV. And so it's so much fun to try to figure out like what's happening in the world. And then I actually wanted to ask, like, how is it to look at Italian television? Because sometimes now that I'm not used to it anymore, when I go back, I was like, what the hell? Like <laughs> half naked people, like 7 p.m. like dancing around during the quiz show. Yes, that kind has of. been hilarious. We had a lot of fun watching, oh, what do you call it? Italian public access TV. Mm-hmm. And right. it was one channel that had this dance hall from the area and just older people dancing very badly all day, <laughs> every day. Of course, the Swedish public access is just as just bad, as if fantastic. not worse. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you came here to study for your PhD, correct? Yeah, that's, that's correct. Okay, cool. And then you joined a year later. And did you come to study as well or did you no, come for I work? No, I mean, I just basically came for him, not okay. for a job. It was Ether, I think, that shared the link to apply to a job and then I applied for and then hmm. they offered me the job and that's why I basically moved. Okay. So I got the, the opportunity. But then, I mean, since then I've changed a couple of places and I mean, now I'm really liking it here. I'm working as a product manager. Yeah. Uh, in a tech company. So, I mean, that's a much better year than in Italy. As long as you enter in the tech community, I think here especially, you can sustain a career as long as you want, and then it can take you wherever you want, too. And you're out of school now, though, right? Well, I... <laughs> Never. Yeah, 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 yes, yes. Oh, yes. are you a lifelong uh, student? Oh, I wish I was. No, but um, I, I finished my PhD in 2015. I graduated. And what were you studying? Medical statistics and epidemiology. Okay. at Karolinska, and now I'm, I work at Karolinska. Okay. Now. How often do you guys get to go home? I mean, you live in the country that everybody loves to travel to, or you're from the country that everybody loves to travel to. It's a, a little bit like being from the States, or it used to be, at least. Maybe not yeah, as much. Yeah, but it's much. a lot easier, I it's think, if you easier. come from within Europe, because yeah. then you can jump home if you need to or want to for yeah. birthdays or events. Or Do you guys <laughs> miss home that way, or do you rather travel elsewhere when you have vacation? I mean, that's the thing that, I mean, somehow I feel like you have to go home because, yeah. I mean, family's there. I mean, grandmas and like mm. parents and all that. But the thing is, like, when I go home, then, I mean, I stay with my parents. And then, I mean, it doesn't feel like you're actually being on a holiday. No. Mm-hmm. And then you don't want to basically use for your holiday days traveling home, even though it's Italy and it's nice and you get to meet your friends and it's beautiful places and all that doesn't feel like you're on holiday. No, I think totally agree. almost all of us can relate to yeah. that. I mean, in the beginning, I think that we used to go back much more often. Now, mm-hmm. I mean, always for Christmas. I mean, that's not negotiable. Uh, <laughs> like, you go, you're here or you're dead, kind yeah. of. Uh, but I mean, otherwise, I go home for my grandma uh, birthday, uh, mm-hmm. just because, I mean, you never know uh, how mm-hmm. many there will be, unfortunately. Uh, but otherwise, uh, not so often anymore. No, it does almost feel like a bit of an obligation when you have your vacation that you always feel like you have to go home. And the other thing is you always feel like, I don't know, you and I have talked about this, and maybe it's even been on the podcast before, about when you enter the U.S., the family has this certain feeling that you should somehow visit them while you're there, even though the States is huge. That's the thing. If you want to visit somewhere else, like for us coming from Texas, if we wanted to go to New York or California, then our family would be like, well, why don't you stop by? here as if <laughs> as if it's a stopping by sort of situation <laughs> mm-hmm. 
What do you miss the most from Italy? Can can we guess? Please do. Is it the food? I mean, if you take away people, yeah, 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 not I people. I would say <laughs> definitely a stracciatella. Oh that's, yes, that's What's that? the, What's it's that? like Mix. a type of uh, mozzarella that you really cannot find here. Oh. I mean, you can find. I mean, really, really expensive. I mean, if you crave like mozzarella or burrata, you can right. find them here. It's mm-hmm. basically like buying diamonds, mm. but <laughs> you can find them. But not the stracciatella. So that's the, like, when I go home, basically I just eat that. That and pizza, like, for the entire time I'm there. That's it. That's not, okay, yeah. we can't go far into this rabbit hole. I'm so hungry. We have to change the time of these recordings. This is why I had a snack this time. <laughs> yeah, because this I knew smart. we were going to talk to Italians. And I knew that I was going to be way too hungry because food would come into yeah, it somewhere. of course. So. Have you yeah. guys, what do you think of uh, Italy? Have you Italy. been in Italy? Italy. But it started in Turin. I, I haven't even been to this one except walking around. It's from Italy. It is. It is. Yes. It is. It's an Italian founder. Oh, I thought it was just, uh, what's his name from the bike place? Bianchi. I thought he had just like expanded that out. Because, uh-huh. you know, well, you can you're giving enter. him a lot of credit. Well, no, but you can. <laughs> I am. It's like a huge thing. It <laughs> is because you can enter through Bianchi. So I just thought this was like an extension for them. Okay. No, do you guys want to explain what E-T yes. is? E-A-T. Um, it's a food court, I would yeah. say. Uh, you you talk it down when you say that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's that's so much more. That's how we say it. It's <laughs> no, an uh, overpriced food court exactly. probably overpriced to you, food. right? Yeah. yeah, okay. But I, I think the idea behind it was like the slow food movement. In exactly. That I mean, everything's fresh. It started like that, and I believe not 100% sure, so check the fact that, yeah. I mean, it was actually... Your fake news. <laughs> fake news. <laughs> fake news. <laughs> then it was like the Italian-Americans that made it really big. So, I mean, it's oh. really big in New York, for example. Oh, uh, I had no idea it was over there. And I mean, that's basically where you would go if you have to buy Italian products. So there is like both a supermarket side mm-hmm. of it and then restaurant part of it. And I mean, the one here in Stockholm, I mean, sometimes we've never eaten there, just... Spoiler Neither alert, I. so I yeah. don't know how the food is. <laughs> but I mean, the supermarket part, it's good, uh, overpriced. Uh, mm. But it's mm. good if you're if you're just craving something really specific. Okay. But where do you go? Do you have a special place you go to get special Italian things that you can't get at the regular store? Oh, yeah, there is a place that's a really, like, hidden secret. Uh, but there are two really good places. And both of them, I don't know the name of the places. Stockholm uh, one is in Kungsholmen, uh, and it's like in a garage, kind of, close to Kungsholmen story. And both of them, it's not that you see a shop from the outside. It's kind of like, you know, the secret places. Like it's, a, it's a garage, <laughs> yeah. you go down, oh, and then yes. it's yeah, cheese wonderland. There. How do you just know it's there? Because people know. tell Google. you. Exactly. <laughs> like, if you know do the I need right password people? to get into the <laughs> store. If you are store? desperate enough for cheese, you're going to find the cheese. Yeah, right? <laughs> right. Speaking of that, here in Stockholm, it's always gotten me these weird shops where, yeah, you go down like in a garage. And one time I went, I was looking for an office depot or something. <laughs> And it was on Sutter And it, it was the same thing. You had to go way down and I've more than usual one. into yeah. a garage. And it just felt like, wh- where are you taking me? Yeah. All right. Oh. So Italy is basically an overpriced food court. <laughs> According to us, I, yes. That I Americans don't want to get sued. By yeah. <laughs> so I, but don't worry. I, 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 I didn't say it. <laughs> yes, 
you did. What's your last name? But you know what I just found out today is in Bologna, they have opened up this Italy world. Yes, they actually been there. I mean, yeah. that is like okay. a city. I mean, I went home and like everyone was talking about this. And it's like literally this huge place uh, straight outside Bologna. And there is Italy times a thousand. Oh, wow. They have animals. They have like you can go there and you can actually like plant plants. And there is butterflies stuff and then there's of course a bunch of restaurants yeah it's like huge it's like nice. people spend like i don't know days in there they also have classes yeah, i think they have a bunch of like they had beach volley camp they had like some kind of uh ris- big risico like in real life i mean they have a bunch of stuff Good. i'm actually going to go eat at the stockholm one next week with friends so i Italy. have to yes i've never mm. been to the one in, in I stockholm have. i've been a few times it's good but you know just like i say about the texas places around here i'm like mm, let's talk to a real there. italian and see yeah. what they so what they about feel. are there any good yeah like more authentic italian restaurants here i mean the thing about us is we really really rarely go to italian restaurants because like generally in the world like outside italy they're overpriced and the food is not that good. So, I mean, it's not that we have a lot of recommendation. We, when it comes to restaurant, pizzas, that's another story Ooh, that, we, mm-hmm. that we do. But, I mean, restaurant, we went to one in Södermalm. Uh, right. That was really good. It's called La Vecchia Signora. That's yes, a, yeah, that is. Uh, we good. we can recommend that. It's and pizza? Like, what do you recommend for pizza? Oh, favorite is Otta uh, Undra Grader. It's called close to Santerixplan. I haven't been there yet, but I've heard of it. It's really small. Mm-hmm. Uh, but is so it, it can where get you, crowded? Can you even eat there, or do you, you have can. to take it to? You oh, can, okay. and I mean, recommended to go now that is a bit warmer, so they also have like table outside. Otherwise, it's mm. like I don't know how many places they have twenty maybe. Mm. Have you tried Mino Male? Yeah, normally, yeah. That's Opinion? also okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it cannot impress Italian no, people. No, I, I, I think it's... I love it. I, a, I understand. No, I totally a, get it. I totally get it. It's a good pizza. But, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's good. It's not <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I mean, it if they want to have good advertisement, they have to pay. <laughs> yeah. I'm not here Sorry. doing things for free, right? No, but I mean, okay. it also depends. I mean, that's like, there are two kinds of pizzas, you know, now we're going really deep into the yes. conversation. But I mean, this is the na- the pizza from Naples that I have, which mm. is... Thick crust. Thick, yeah, thick yeah. crust and like kind of heavy, mm. which is not in general my favorite. Mm. Uh, while uh, 800 grader uh, or 800 degrees, mm-hmm. uh, they have a little bit thinner and they're also, mm. I mean, they crispier. have crispier. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and the mozzarella on that pizza is really good. Mm. Okay, we got to try that. It's going to be another like podcast outing to try oh different gosh, places. So hungry. That's just uh-huh. right up here. I wonder yeah. if they serve lunch. Yeah, but otherwise, yeah. there's another one <laughs> that I would recommend that is in Söder. And that is not like the pizza, like Italian standard. Uh, I think it's from Palestine. Like the owners are from Palestine and it's close uh-huh. to Hornstuhl. And it's called Bizza with the B. B-I-T-Z. Bizza, something like that. But I mean, the the bottom, the crust of it, it's extremely good. And then you you start with that is not like a normal pizza. So you're not going to get like tomato and mozzarella. But I mean, the, the crust is really good. And then they put on top some other the stuff. Toppings then, are interesting. Topics are interesting. So, not so you your have to be open minded. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Open-minded. But it's also really good. 
Okay, I have to check that out. I hadn't heard of that we one. We just really need to create like a podcast. review <laughs> podcast. I know. I mean, just yes, the, and the name pizza episode makes you before hungry. this is also <laughs> very much about pizza. So what do you think about Swedish pizza? You okay. know, with their Bernays sauce and, and yeah, everything. I, mean, I always, like every new place I start, they try to make me eat the kebab pizza or pizza kebab, as I call it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> like, no. I mean, there are like some, he has another opinion, but I'm like, no. All right, got to hear both sides. No, oh, I'm just probably more open-minded again, so <laughs> more, much more relaxed. Sometimes <laughs> all you need is a kebab pizza. Sometimes all you <laughs> need is a kebab pizza. I mean, I'm using that the, line. Yeah. <laughs> if you had to move back to Italy and couldn't come back to Sweden, what food would you miss? Is there anything that you think is just oh, wonderful? Good question. I mean, here one thing that, I mean, salmon, but I mean, it's not really Swedish. It's more Norwegian, so I wouldn't count that. But I mean, Vesterbotten pie, I mm. think it's really good. That is very good. I agree. I yeah. like that. What about the semla? I love semla. Good. Me too. Yeah, very much. But (laughs) I I was reading, there's something, it's not quite the same, but it's called zeppola. Zeppola, yes. Is that similar to it? Not, I mean, the zeppola is like something that you eat for San Giuseppe, which is Father's Day in Italy. It's from the south from Naples, I believe. It's not that, I mean, I wouldn't say it's similar. I would say it's like probably as heavy, but mm-hmm. the semla is much <laughs> more cream. I mean, I don't know how you can handle that amount of cream and mandem I can eat two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the minimum. Uh, <laughs> I, I can barely finish one, but I wish I could eat more. It's I just, love them. Oh, it's oh, so good. so good. It's good that they're only available for two or three months because, yeah, yeah I, I think we'd all have heart attacks. Yeah, but the like thing a, is, like, uh, I was told that a king died because he ate too many semlor. Oh, don't listen That's to that. That's right. It's true, but <laughs> it's, it's true. the best way it. to go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I agree. So if you get much. to choose. Yes, yes. <laughs> It tastes like heaven. Those, I mean, I've never had a pastry in my life that is. Do you like like the? Are you anti semla? No, I love semla. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to figure out how you die from it. (laughs) We could continue this podcast. (laughs) Otherwise, we gotta go to the pizza podcast now. But do you like Andre? Do you like traditional or do you like? The chocolates. Or I'm the, a traditional. Your traditionalist. <laughs> yeah, so, me too. Uh, yeah, me yeah. too. I've never if actually even choose. had the other flavors. I've tried the ones like at Hoklad Fabriken that have chocolate, and they're right. fine on their own as their own dessert. But then I wouldn't classify them as a semla. This is the total wrong time of year to even be talking about that. No, because now I we think, have to wait almost an entire year to eat them again. I know. That's just disappointing. <laughs> Over here in Sweden, we're really going towards no cash, and it's all swish and it's cards, but then when I go to Italy, I have to have cash on me because, yeah, a lot of people take credit cards, but generally, a lot of people don't. (laughs) So you have to have that backup. 
So yeah, how that's do you, a huge difference. That's something you always notice. I mean, I get a little tired of it sometimes when I have to pull out a credit card or swish for something that's like 10 crowns around here just because nobody is accepting cash anymore, it seems like. And the 10 crowns you do pull out is expired because <laughs> you happens. haven't used cash in forever. But yeah, what are the big, biggest differences that you can see? I mean, there's obviously that, but from a cultural point of view, do you... When you first moved here, what were your first impressions and your experiences? I mean, now I think I got kind of used to it. So mm-hmm. I'm like as old the expat, I guess, in like this in-between that, I mean, I'm not 100% here, but then when I go back, I'm not 100% there. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning, I remember that one thing that shocked me is how people don't touch each other. So oh, I was yeah. like at a restaurant and I try, I think it was like my first week here. And then my colleagues were like nice enough to uh, invite me for dinner out. And then I had just to call the waiter. I tried, hello, hello, hello. And then I just touched his shoulder, kind mm-hmm. of pay attention to me. And he kind of snapped and looked at me like I was, I don't know, punching him. Since then, I never touched a waiter ever again wow. in Sweden. <laughs> so, I mean, that I remember was like my first cultural shock. Yeah, because, I mean, yeah. Italians are generally very emotional and you greet people by touching and maybe kiss on the cheek or something. Actually, it's funny because a lot of people complain about the Swedes hugging a little too much, but that would be really? when you know them. Who I have, I have <laughs> never, ex- I've read about this too, that people think that Swedes are too huggy. I have never experienced that phenomenon. I, I feel, feel like, like we're I'm forcing them into it. Yeah, I feel like we're too huggy. Like compared to whom too huggy with, I don't know. I don't I know. I don't know. I saw, did I tell you about the story on the opinion page in our local paper where somebody was complaining because the people at the grocery store would say hello when they got their oh, groceries. Gosh. I didn't tell you about that? No. Yeah, it was in our local paper and somebody's like, I don't see why the cashier has to say hello. Why am I required to talk to the cashier? Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, I kind of appreciate that they say hello so I know that they've acknowledged that I'm here and (laughs) that they're taking care of me. That's all they say. It's not like Swedes are chatty at all. So it's a simple hello and then do you want your receipt, basically. But that was too much for whoever this person was. How's your Swedish? No. <laughs> They're giving silent answers. No, no I, I speak Swedish at work every day, so I, you do. Spe- I do. I do speak Swedish, yeah. Oh, wow. I understand okay. Swedish pretty well, but yeah. I'm too lazy to speak Swedish. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, so my, I'm, yeah, I don't speak Swedish very well, but I understand yeah. it, yeah. Did You're, you go through SFE and all of that? I did, but actually, I mean, when I moved here, as I said, it was like because I got this job. Uh, But in Italy, I was working with PR and communication. So, I mean, since when I moved, basically, like, after, I don't know, a month that I was here, I decided, okay, I have to learn the language. Mm. So I wanted to, because it's not that you have to. No. So Mm -hmm. I did, like, SFE, and I started with SAS, and I mean, up until the point that I could read and, and write and everything. Then, of course, I realized that my Swedish will never be as good as a Swede. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that career kind of like fell off uh, the picture, but still like the actual improvement uh, that I noticed is when I actually was forced to speak just Swedish at work with Swedes. Yeah. And I mean, the first in the beginning, I mean, my head was just exploding at the end of a day because it was continuous switching depending uh-huh. on whom I was talking with. But now I kind of I mean, now it gets more of a blend of different languages, <laughs> but I mean, sometimes I put another language into the sentence, but uh, I can fluently speak both. 
Or fluently and fluently becomes a mix, but... <laughs> yeah. But don't you find it sometimes like when you're speaking Swedish or any language that you don't, like you do kind of switch back and forth and almost don't realize that you're doing that because you know three, at least three languages, I'm assuming as well, Italian, English, and Swedish. And yeah, and anything I know else. two more that two are more. just blended in my head at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> and when I try to speak them, weird combination yes. of the other comes Come out. It's my so problem weird. is if French I go, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's a combination yeah. of French and Portuguese. <laughs> if I go to another country, Swedish will pop out of my head immediately, much faster than it does when I'm in Sweden, huh? because my brain just says, "Oh, gotta speak another language now," and then suddenly I'm completely fluent in Swedish. Where when I'm here, <laughs> I'm searching for everything, and yeah. then I forget any kind of other language that I've picked up a little bit of. So interesting how the brain works. Uh, it's like I'm Spanish, and then as soon as I try to speak Spanish, or it Swedish, work. yeah, or I mean, does it work? Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> trying to be well, positive. Not, I mean, I'm talking about myself now, yeah. so I don't want to. <laughs> Could I cover real quick about your work at Karolinska and how is it with the Swedish academic field and working up at such a huge hospital and all the rebuilding? And I work at Karolinska Institute, at, not at Karolinska Hospital, so right. I have nothing to do. I'm not a medical doctor. I have yeah, nothing yeah. to do with it. <laughs> Luckily for them, I don't treat patients. <laughs> so um, You're on the research side. Yes, yes. And um, do you do teaching as well? Sometimes it happens, yes, okay. I do teaching. I don't teach to Swedes only, of course. I mean, uh, students, Karinska are, uh, well, Karinska is an international, yes, international yeah. place. Yeah, people from all over. I've, I have many Italian colleagues, so probably that's the most spoken language of Karinska as Italian, or uh, yeah, in my field at least. But I, I think it's, well, as compared with Italy, I, I have no experience of academia in Italy, so I don't okay. know because I, well... Yeah, I came here for my PhD, so all right. the experience I have is from the Swedish academic system. But it feels like it's much more structured than what uh, <laughs> But, yeah. uh, I mean, it could be, <laughs> yes, uh, I have no direct experience of the Italian academic system, so I don't want to... But, <laughs> but just in general, I think the Italians are usually way more laid back in, in my experience and not such rule followers. <laughs> Sometimes that's good. Sometimes when you're driving, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I agree. And speaking of rules, I think the, probably the most uh, annoying thing about rules in Italy is when, I mean, there are rules, but you can bend the rules if you, like, know someone. Yeah. Like, and if that happens, I know, at a restaurant, I mean, I can get a table if I know the owner. That's annoying if I'm the guy who doesn't know the owner, but, yeah. ah, okay, suck it up. I can live with that. It's different when it comes to when you interface with, I don't know, um, uh, institutions or mm -hmm. things like that, then it's yeah, <laughs> not, I, no good. Yeah. I feel like it's like that in Sweden with just trying to get a job is you got to know somebody. And I think at least Stockholm especially is definitely a town of who you know to get your foot in the door because there mm. are so many people looking for jobs. That's why I think for me, because I, I work at a tech company as well, so for me, finally getting into tech was the best thing I could do because that is at least where there's so many international people. And then then you're not competing against Swedes. You're just competing against the rest of the world, which is okay as well. <laughs> Somehow that's Somehow easier. Somehow that's easier. <laughs> because, yeah, because a lot of times, and I've actually heard this, maybe a, a previous guest we had was talking about how, you know, having your 
experience outside of Sweden sometimes doesn't translate to here. And you have to start all over a lot of times. And that's really unfortunate because that even happens to Swedes. If Swedes go abroad, I know of one girl who went abroad and had her education outside um, Sweden and had education in, or experience rather, in New York. She like worked for a PR agency in New York City and tried to come home. And they were saying to her, well, you don't have any Swedish experience. And you just thought, but I lived in Manhattan. (laughs) I have a New York City experience. Doesn't that count for something? So, so yeah, I think at least in tech for me, it's been really beneficial because then you're just competing in a bigger scope, but not having to be Swedish to work in it. Okay, we have only a few more minutes, so we should do tips. Yeah, I got none. Uh, I, do you? <laughs> I actually looked. I couldn't find anything. What would your tips be on if you have family or friends visiting? I mean, one thing, I mean, it, uh, not Uppsala, but the other small city close. Uh, Sigtuna. Yes. That's a cute one. That I you like can that. go back and forth like in the day. Uh, otherwise, uh, Rosendal. In mm-hmm. Djurgården, it's a really nice if you want to see something different in the city. Or now we live uh, in Telefonplan, so a little bit like souther of the city, then there's a winter weekend where you can go and see Nobel uh, places where he was inventing dynamite. And you can see the old dynamite tunnels yes. where yep. he used to and test And there is them. a really yeah. nice uh, restaurant and bar there. You guys seem to enjoy a lot of the places that I enjoy. Sigtuna, I think, is the oldest town in Sweden, if I yep. remember correctly. It is very cute. I still got to get out there. And Rosendahl is very nice. They have like a little uh, greenhouse mm-hmm. that you can get lunch and desserts, but you can also bring your own picnic yeah, out there, your own food. Yeah. yeah, it's gorgeous apple trees and everything. I, I like to take guests there too and then just take the ferry we across. Think so. Probably, because that's yeah. a place that I, I usually yeah. take people when they're yeah. new. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's why we like the same place. <laughs> I've been there with Heather as well. Yeah, that's Heather. right. <laughs> 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 so thank you so much for coming. And I'm going to, in a weird way, reciprocate by going to your country in the summer. So <laughs> you need anything, let me know. Bring it back. Here. Mozzarella. <laughs> Thank you for having us. Yes, Thank thanks for much. being on. Ciao. 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 <laughs>